0: Guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Startup Diary podcast. It gets pretty fiery, pretty passionate. I've realized that I am the big fucking problem in my business and I'm gonna fix it.
1: Hey guys and welcome to episode 297 of the Startup Diary. I am Harrison Mudge and I'm with my co-host, Adam Callow.
0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Startup Diary Podcast, where we share what it's truly
1: like to build a startup business. Harry, what's today's episode all about? Today's episode, Adam, is again from a poll that you put over in the Facebook group, the Startup Diary Club. Just search for it. Don't worry about the domain. It was one that you put from, I believe, a previous week, <clears throat> and it was, uh, I'm a bottleneck in the business and I need to improve so we had we had two strong responses to the three that you put up last week so we thought we'd dive a little deeper into number two cool so let's dive let me try and
0: give this as succinctly as possible because when here I th- we go when I think about this is what's rattling around in my head um, and it has been now for probably the last three months really really specifically mm-hmm. so it's I want to start this off with a quote. Something I actually quite well, I want to do more often because there's just loads of quotes that I wrote down. So, quote of the day, quote of the week. Don't drop the pie reaching for the apple. <laughs>
1: uh, that made me chuckle. Um,
0: what do you make of this? Don't drop the pie <laughs> reaching for the apple. Uh,
1: don't drop the pie reaching for the apple. I would say that you should not lose grip of the goal trying to find the key components of the mission. i got 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 lost in my own words but But you
0: went very literal and then you went buzzword (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: so here's that's the swan exactly just going crazy
0: on camera you look fine by the way i can just see what's going on up here so when i heard this i was like what does that mean i kind of wrote it down and then like a few days later i was like shit i know what this means And, and someone listening might go Dude, you're wrong. It's a Chinese proverb from 3,000 years ago and that's mm. not what it means. But here's what I took away from it. Don't drop the pie reaching for the apple. So as an org, like the mission, the big thing that we're on, consider that the pie, like the big the big ugly problems that we try and solve, the thing that we've built, the thing that we've spent six years building is the pie, mm-hmm. okay? And then apples to make the apple pie, you go and make, you go and grab apples to, to build, mm-hmm. okay? Apple grabbing. Apple grabbing. So I read, I listened to that and I was like, wow, I do this all the time. As in, I risk what we've built doing relatively unimportant tasks on a day-to-day basis. As in, I'm not saying apple grabbing is unimportant, but mm-hmm. what I am saying is that I don't spend all of my energy and time protecting the core business. And that, and emotionally, I've worked out, that comes down to the fact that I don't like to let people down. I don't like to say no to people. So I'm spending my days doing tasks, as in, like, just a task manager, unimportant stuff. And that's the grabbing the apples mm-hmm. because I haven't been disciplined enough with my time to just focus on looking after the pie. Does that makes
1: sense? Somewhat, yes. I mean, it's. I'm just trying to think how that, um, how that equates to the, what's actually happening. So what are you implying that you're covering for other people that drop the ball?
0: Yeah, and just to be really honest, 100%, you sort of hit the nail on the head. So what I've, what I've come to is, I'm not letting people in the company be 100% accountable for their mm. deliverables. So what that looks like is if something's done 80% right, I will then go and pick up the other 20%. Or if something's easy enough to do myself, grab the apple. Hmm. It's easy. I'll just do it myself. But if you're grabbing 100 apples in a day, you're not looking at the core business. So you just end up just doing unimportant small tasks. And the root problem of all of this, and the reason that I put this is I'm the bottleneck in the business Is what it results in is the company will only ever go as fast as I can work. Mm. And if that, when I said that, I was like, well, that's the same as if I was a one person company. Like, as a consultant, it would go as fast as I wanted it to. Like, the whole idea of bringing people into your org, your your team, your company, is that you bring people in so you can move faster. And that's not happening. Mm. So, I, I am the I am literally the bottleneck, as in everything has to go through me to just get signed off. Uh, I drew the org chart the other day of where we are today and where we're moving to. It was extremely ugly, like a big old triangle. It, it wasn't like triangle would be a little bit better because it suggests there's layers. If we go back to last Friday's <laughs> episode, Mazzy's triangle. Don't mind that. There's layers. Okay, this is no trifle. Mm. There are no layers in this thing. This is. A bunch of lines pointing towards me. And I'm like, like a cinnamon swirl, just all going through the middle. <laughs> I like what you did there. So, the th- the thing that I need to change, so I wrote down where we are as an organization now, org chart. For mm-hmm. anyone listening, an organization chart is basically how the company is structured and who reports into who. So, like, like who, a family tree, like but a book fa- for. Like a family tree for the business, yep. and what it should outline is two things: who's important, what they, who's in the company, what are their roles, and who do they report into. As in, what function mm-hmm. does that person report yep. into? So when I went over it, I was like, okay, so here's where we are. Okay, it's a couple of small things I need to change. But where are we trying to get to? And again, founder CEO, if you're running a company, whether you're one or ten person or a thousand people, is you need to start building future ideas of what you're trying to do forward looking it's what a founder does vision of the company if things go well what does the company look like in the next 12, 18, 24, 36 months who are the people that we need to fulfill the things we're trying to deliver so I then put that onto an organizational chart and I realized very quickly that I have far too many direct reports and what that really does and what I've noticed and again just transparency is my own CTO Mark now is extremely frustrated with me because he can't get hold of me when he needs to get hold of me because I'm out picking apples <laughs> is the best way that I can put it. Like Busy, mate. I'm out picking apples, which means mm. the, the super important people in my team that need my time, that need my attention, are struggling to get that done because I either have too many people reporting into me or there's not enough other people within the company that have enough autonomy to get their own jobs done, and that's a big problem for me, and that's what I'm desperately trying to change.
1: So some so people are people in the company are sucking up your time because you're giving them a task, they're doing it, but then if they have any questions, you're the person they need to report to and ask. And Adam, I need to do this. Can we sit down for twenty minutes? And then that's eaten into the time. For example, where where Mark should be should be able to speak to you. What you mean?
0: Yeah, it's. I don't really to do this, cool. And then we, we outline the task uh, or, or the, sort of the overall strategy of that. And then I am, and it's no, guys, if you're a member of the team, you listen to this, Like this is not a dig at you. Just to be really crystal clear, this is no dig at the team. It's the company culture and the structure that I have personally set up. You guys are all doing your jobs because I've made it very accessible to speak to me about this. I haven't given you enough trust and I obviously haven't instilled enough confidence in you. I'm speaking to the team here. I haven't instilled enough confidence in my team that they feel like they can make the decisions themselves. So what happens is this, is there's a task that needs to be done. If it's not quite right, I'll pick it up because I think it's really important. It's for that client I need to pick it up and then I'll go and do it. I've just picked another apple. I've spent 30 minutes doing a task, whereas that 30 minutes as the CEO of a company, I should be using my time to support the team to do their best work not support the team to get 80% of a job done so I can put the icing on the cake. And that is where we are today.
1: What does that situation look like though? Dealing with a client, for example, yep. um, someone's delivered 80% or dropped the ball or whatever it might be. Something that needs you or you feel you need to jump in and pick the apple. Yep. Um, would that potentially be detrimental to the business overall though and i guess that's why you that's why you're jumping in yep. because you're like shit i can't let this fail because if it does it negatively impacts the business which it potentially could literally an
0: amazing question but that's where my realization mm. came in the last four weeks is that it's not that detrimental i'll tell you right after this break so Harry, just before the break, you asked me the question is, is it detrimental to the business that I don't do this final check mm. on everything that goes through the door? I'm going to try and keep this clear because this is what has been rattling around in my head. 100% agree it is detrimental to the business that if something isn't to my standard that I promise the client and when they see it, they are unhappy, it will impact the business in one core way, revenue super super important to business cash flow into the business the world towards as a young business my question back to you mm-hmm. is what's more detrimental to a business maintaining your current revenue but having b and c class players in the company that aren't delivering the standards that you want or having less revenue identifying a problem in the company and then having the time to manage that person to increase their ability so they can deliver like the A player that I believe they are. So in short, would I rather have a short-term cash issue, revenue issue to identify where people have failed to help them? Yes, is what I came to in the last four weeks. Because right now what happens is I pick the apple to get us over the finish line to keep the client happy but I'm doing that all the time. And this does not mean that people in my team are not delivering great work, okay? It just means that I'm getting involved in a lot of stuff that I shouldn't do. And what I'd rather do is pass it to the client and then understand, was this good or bad? So then people in the team, to come back to Mazzy's triangle, which we spoke about last week, they can feel like they've got a self-achievement. Mm. The esteem needs, all ties in. That's why the two things went into the same poll in the Facebook group. They're all tied into how like the, the, the mental process that I'm going through right now. So I would much rather have... Uh, a magnifying glass in the company to deeply understand where people are falling short so then I can do my job and manage and train them
1: Yeah, which isn't happening right now I think um, it's it's that old saying that everyone learns from their mistakes I suppose what's really what's really happening then is because you keep jumping in and just swooping in and saving that last little bit or and it might not be rectifying a mistake so much as just can you look over this and confirm it's good? That's it. Whereas that process should potentially be given to the client and then they go I'm not actually quite I'm not actually that happy with this. And then you're like oh shit, I need to rethink this myself and then and then the person whether it me or whoever else it might be is like okay, how do how do I Harry get this right next time for the client and then I'll learn. 100% as opposed to Adam glosses over is it good to go? Actually, Harry, you could probably do this that, and the other and the client will be happy. But the, it's, weird, it's weird saying that though, because you would have thought that the insight given from the boss or whoever would be enough to almost educate you to not make that sort of mistake next time, which it kind of does, but nothing hurts more than getting something wrong.
0: <laughs> uh, agree, but, but this way it's a really technical question. We're really going into the weeds of it, which I like. As you grow your career in the company, you need to be able to liaise with the client and understand their needs. Mm. Right now, I'm the only person that does that. I'm the only person that can understand, actually, what's the project, what's the brief. So the process that we're going through right now, especially with yourself, is how do you have more of a face-to-face contact with the client so you, Harry, can understand their needs and then deliver Mm. against them? So then all I hear is, is the client happy? Not... Adam understands the brief better mm. than me or understands the client better than me. So I need to go back to Adam. I need Harry to understand the project he's working on, the client needs, what yeah. their KPIs are, why they care. So then you have a deep understanding. And that's the real bottleneck mm. is everyone in the company needs to know as much as I know about the clients that we deal with. I've never said it out loud like that, but that is where we need to be. Every person in the company that deals with the clients needs to understand their desires, their needs, their KPIs as much as I do. Because then two things will happen. People will do better work because they understand what they're trying to do Mm -hmm. for the client. And secondly, they can be held accountable for delivering the projects for the client in the way that they want them. Then feedback comes to me and says, wasn't really happy with this video project. I then sit with you and work out where it went wrong. Have we given the client a misunderstanding of what we're going to deliver? How are the expectations so off with what you've delivered and what they expected? Let's go into that. Oh, A, B, and C took place. That can be misconstrued. We need to define that for the client in the mm. future. Cool, you happy? Role play, are you happy? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm happy. So I'm glad you're clear. Can we just make sure that doesn't happen next time? This is the stuff that needs to be taking place in the business mm. because that means that my time is highly leveraged. All of a sudden I'm not spending 30 minutes watching a video, as an example with you, to give you feedback. Mm. I'm hearing a 30 second email from a client and then spending time to fix a problem with you and I'll never have to watch another 30 minute video with you again sort of thing.
1: Yeah, and then the time is spent improving a skill rather than refining a
0: result. 100%. And it gives people in the company the experience that they're going to need. I want you to grow in this company and for you to grow in this company, you need to be managing people. Fact. So what we're going through now is a process Mm. where you will then have direct reports. So as I learn to become a better manager with you, you'll then take that learning and deploy that to the level below you. Really interesting pain point for us as a company Mm. right now. And it's gonna be an interesting 12 months of how we grow through this. In terms of my actions off the back of it and how I'm tackling it right now, I'm going back to basics, mate. So literally this week, I am writing down in a Google folder, every employee, I'm writing a job description for exactly what they do. I'm writing down their core KPIs. I'm then spending time with them on a Monday, now Monday is my management day, mm-hmm. spending time with them catching up, what's important, what do you care about, What's happened with this? What's happened with that? Are you delivering against your KPIs? Because if you don't know your KPIs, and an example with Kat the other day is, she's got certain tasks in the company. She thinks everything's important right now because she's new in the business. Mm-hmm. People don't know how to, I've realized that with Kat, and then I've had following conversations with people like Danny. People think everything's important because for me as the founder, everything is important. I care about every element of this business. And
1: And when someone asks something of you, it's the most important thing to them. So three different people asking you for three different things—they're all priority one. Yep. And then it's deci- it's deciding from you as the individual which one, <laughs> which one of those three that's just been given to you and said this is the most important thing and it needs doing. Yep. You then need to structure that. Hundred percent. And then what the, inside
0: the employee's mind, they can then prioritize their own work. So mm. I said to Danny yesterday, and it was an interesting one, is we went through and I was like, so what do you think is important for you right now? Like, And we went through some stuff. And some of us, like, that's not important. That's not important. And it is important, but it mm. should be something that he lives and dies by. So we ended up coming on the board and I think you walked in and you saw the madness that was happening on the whiteboard is like, these are the things that I'm going to be measuring you on. And it'll be in, the, in your job, KPIs, all that good stuff. So you're clear. He mm-hmm. was like, And you could just tell he was like, okay, cool, I've got something to focus on. I said, this allows you to win in the area of your... And I'm really excited for you because now everything that hits your plate that doesn't hit one of these five things, you need a fucking good reason to be doing that piece of work because that is what I'm holding you accountable to. Do you understand? Yeah, cool. That's the sort of level of discipline we need in a team. Mm. What I need is people protecting the pie and not apple picking all day because I know one thing. If I'm out apple picking... I've set that tone and the rest of the team will be doing it too. That's my learning so far. I'm looking forward to carrying on this conversation because I think this is the year for me. By the end of this year, I want to feel like I've become, I won't be the best that I can be. I want to feel like I've had massive jumps, leaps and bounds in terms of my ability as a founder, CEO and managing people. That's what I want to do.
1: I'm really fucking fired up about it as well. I look forward to seeing some of that being posted into the Facebook group. And guys, if you're not in the Facebook group yet, just go over to Facebook, search Startup Diary Club and ask to join and just answer the two simple questions. You're going to add value. Don't be a dickhead. It's as easy as that. Can't wait to see you in yes there, guys. To- no yes to one of those no to the other one
0: <laughs> depending on how you answer it depends on if you will be let in guys thanks so much for listening to this episode of Starter Starter podcast if you haven't yet subscribed and you've enjoyed these conversations it would mean the world if you hit that subscribe button and guys if you are one of those people that listens to three pieces of content every monday wednesday and friday from me and harry and you have not taken the time to go and leave us that review what the fuck are you playing at come on The One thing we care about Is getting more people Involved on this show So we can get it In front of more people Go and leave You're shaking your head I'm going in hard (laughs) Guys go into Your podcast player of choice And leave us that review Why you listen to the show Why you listen to it And guys If you've got all the way through And you don't like this And you think it's dog shit Tell us I don't care what review you leave. I just want you to take some action. Do not consume this content. Don't consume another podcast until you've left that review. Guys, I'm passionate. I'm fired up. I'm off to fix my business and we will see you next time on the Startup Diary podcast.